0: monkey music show. Taylor and George Lynch, how are you?
1: I'm great, Sean. Thank you for inviting me.
0: no well, I'm glad you're on. Um, you've released a lot of music lately. I mean, you've always done a lot of music. I mean, a lot. A lot of projects, a lot of things I've been listening to in years. But this year, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Babylon, um, Guitars, The End of the World, right? Is that right? And Heavy Hitters yeah. 2 with um Jeff, which is also really great. So First let's talk about the new album, the, the Babylon one, which is great. And I think Time After Time is the newest single in the video. Oh, correct.
1: Right. And I think I you know what I think I need to do is, is is uh uh intentionally release a bad album. Well, I have not favorites of yours, but I wouldn't say they're bad. Like musically they're good,
0: but I don't have a favorite. <laughs> no, no.
1: I'm not talking about let's like uh you know sub, uh, uh, uh subjectively bad i'm talking oh. about universally considered intentionally bad like every solo i'll play every solo left-handed and upside down with the worst guitar tone transistor guitar tone that i can figure out right and that's your and you can do a comeback right really bad tapping you know just <laughs> rudimentary like i've only been playing nine months you know just play like very badly intentionally I. I don't know. I think there's an art to that. I do it. I do it a, a lot. Well, not a lot, but I do it occasionally uh, at rehearsals and sometimes when I'm recording just to clear my head. It's kind of cleansing the past, you know. I'll, I'll just play something just horrible, just just like like I don't give a shit, but I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on how to play genuinely bad as if I was only you know just a beginner and had no idea what I was doing. And there's something very cleansing about that, you know what I mean? And just kind of Okay, wipe the slate clean. But then I thought, you know, how many solos have I played on records? I mean, thousand, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah. would it kill anybody if I just played one bad one? I think well, it be the world.
0: There's a it'd lot very... of people that would, that would be on you about it. You know, there's a lot of people in their basements that would be making comments about that one solo for the rest of your life, so
1: the thing i would probably get more attention for that than all the good souls that i work really hard on and here's what i would do i do it over a song that's built to have this like transcendent multifaceted solo section like a tooth and nail that goes through changes key changes and so forth real interesting i'll create this bed then and, and this anticipation in in the song before this part comes up to where okay this is it you know this is george george's big extended thing you know, everybody take acid and smoke pot, and oh, let's we're having a party and we're check. We just got the album. We put the needle down, and here we are. Lynch is going to blow our minds, and then just completely shit the bed for like two minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's a brilliant idea. I don't know why you don't agree with me. I'm
0: I, glad I think you're not. It, 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 you know what it is. I feel like have a nice left turn. Be kind of like a like like an Alan Holsworth thing, where you kind of go left to right, left to right, where people just don't totally get it. You know, it could be like, oh, Al- hidden genius. Yeah. Alan Holdsworth is the best. Just, I'm going to put that out there right now. He's like,
1: this is one some, of my favorites. Alan, bad Alan Holdsworth is, is still magnificent. No, no, this is a whole other thing. This is like bad CC DeVille. Oh, <laughs> bad Ace Freely. Ace Freely is super drunk and, you know, with like two broken fingers. I don't know. It's just an idea. I probably won't do it, but. You, well, you, I mean, you are not hey, out. Listen, know listen. Alpha. I, I don't know why you're denying this old old man the, his dreams, you know what I'm saying? A man can dream, can he? You could do it. I mean, I, you're just describing it. If I did, if I recorded it album right now, that's
0: what it would sound like. So
1: well, Listen, I think you got to gotta change the name of your radio program to Dream Killers. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay. It's enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will think about that. I'll keep that in uh, under my hat. All right. So but you are though a very, very um, proficient in like writing albums and writing albums. I mean, are you losing track of like your solos and like music you've written? At, the- at some point though, do you feel like you may have yeah. written it and not recorded it, and then like,
1: oh, did I do this before? Like you may have used it out oh. there, but you may have already used it without. Oh, absolutely, uh, there are things that I that I recycle unintentionally. Uh, uh, I mean, you just can't help it. I mean, I'm just one person with a you know limited amount of ideas. And I'm not doing it intentionally. Although sometimes I will catch myself mid-riff when I'm writing. Yeah. uh, Let's say and and I'm in the studio, and because I write, I generally write in the studio most of the time. I'm I'm, I just compose, um, you know, uh, it's capture an idea and then build on it and construct the song that way. and I'll get to a section and I'll play something I know i played before. I don't know what record it was on. I don't know what song it was. I don't know if it was 20 years ago or last year, but it sounds so familiar to me I know I've done this before or something very similar to this. And sometimes I'll mix it and sometimes I'll just go with it anyways. I go, because you know what? It's in a different context and it'll be a different singer. And you know what? ACDC has made a career out of the same five chords for 50 years. So why can't I redo just one little part? I mean, who's going to sue me me? It's only your part so I mean yeah I'm, I'll, 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 yeah I'll, t- I'll drag my I'll drag my ass into court you know I'll have my uh my my law firm Dewey Cheatham and Howe, and I'll sue myself and I'll win and I'll lose
0: <laughs> I'm sure I mean, would be, be the first or last time there's a a, a, a legal battle. Right,
1: right. Uh, I'll be, I'll be on the stand, and I'll be cross-examining myself. I'll have to get out of the box and go back ask the question. Go sit in the box and respond. Mm -hmm. That would be a good video, actually.
0: That that might be your next video. That might be your next video. I wanted to give props. I laughed um, in your time after time video with your little Cindy Lauper picture in the corner there. mm -hmm. A Little nod to
1: uh, the song. It's pretty funny. Whose idea was that to put that in there? Uh, That was a legal disclaimer. Was it? So we didn't get in trouble and have to go to court with Sandy Lopner.
0: What are you talking about? No, the picture in the video? No.
1: Well, I mean, we had to acknowledge that yeah we, so we did steal the name. I and mean, it was but okay. you you know, you don't get in trouble. You can reuse a name That's it. Right. So I'm yeah, sort no. of kidding. No, no. It, we it, we it, had it, a song called Street Fighting Man in, in nineteen ninety. Obviously not the Rolling Stones song do that. what i should yeah. do is write a song called stairway to heaven and hotel california together and well no two two different songs and then but there'll be nothing like the ones that you think they are right and then but just by accident maybe like at least hundred thousand people might accidentally buy it around the world in a world full of eight billion people there's got to be a hundred thousand dummies that'll buy the wrong version of hotel california and stairway to heaven right well, just with your name on it, they're going to think you're redoing it. So just on on your, you probably have a built in sales model already on whatever you put out oh, there. Oh, it, it'll be this completely random song, like we'll nothing to do with the, the Eagles song or the or the Led no, no. Zeppelin.
0: Put your names on worth. it. But
1: people just title Williams. it that, and you know, put it on iTunes or however people buy music these days, and I probably sell something, right? People buy it accidentally. No refunds. We'll have to put a big disclaimer on there. I do that Dude, anymore. just I having do you as my manager for the last 15 minutes, we already had three great ideas. And I don't even have to say anything. it's really, even, That's even the best part of our relationship. <laughs> well, that's... Usually the manager I does their wanna... best work with when they don't do anything.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with you. Um, yeah. this, is, this is the same speed you put out your albums out, too, though. I mean... This, but this new album is probably like my, one of my favorite ones that you've done in, in the lynch mob mode since so probably the earlier years. So it feels like it's more in that rock vein you know i think what happens is your sound has changed a lot in each lynch mob album was that on purpose or just an
1: evolution um well i it is on purpose but it's not like i'm trying to it's not like i'm reacting to previous sounds and trying to change evolve or anything it's just that my whole life i've been trying to get one sound and it's just different every record is an attempt to achieve that mm-hmm. and i do it in various ways and hit and miss to various amounts and degrees and this is just another example of that but um you know when jeff Pilson and i would sit around and write songs and get guitar sounds back in the 80s i mean you know we never could capture what we heard in our heads and what we were trying to achieve which was i don't know exactly what you would call it but you know we wanted to have that 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 sort of purity of, let's say, uh, uh, an AC-DC rhythm sound, you know, uh, which just sounds like a, a PAF pickup with a vintage Gibson into a, a plexi that's not dimed, you know. And then it's got all this dynamics and all this beautiful tonality and every whole frequency spectrum, and, and you can hear the, your fingers on the fretboard and all this and that, and not saturated by distortion. And um, and we've still loved that sound. You know, I love the sound of an AC thirty. Uh, um, you know, I love all you know all the late sixties and seventies rock music that that I grew up with and that Jeff grew up with. And that's what we're aiming for. And we still are. You know, we're still just um, chasing that dragon, that tone dragon.
0: I think you have a sound like a lot of the great guitar players in your fingers. No matter what you're playing, it has you sort of have a certain sound. Like anything Halen, when you just pick up a guitar, it sounds like you no matter what you what you're playing at this point. You know, I think that's just inherently who you are. I mean you do have Ooh, certain external. effects you use and do I think but that's in your fingers there's a certain sound when you get to a certain level of um of yeah. playing, that's just who you are. Um and for the most part, you always hear it in all your music. I think the only album that kind of threw people off was um was it the was it Smoke and Mirrors? Was that the one that had rap on it? That was the one.
1: Uh smoke this.
0: Yeah, this that was the one. That one kind of was a little bit different than anything. But most of the albums pretty much sounded like you. Well, the good music
1: did, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I can't not sound like me no matter how hard I try. I mean, I try, you know, there'll be little things on various records where I'll kind of do something different and go for a completely different sound just for some ear candy or for an effect
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or for a different approach just for the hell of it. And, you know, it's still me. I can't run away from that um nor do i want to but um you know i mean this will be referring to the smoke this record that we did i think it was 1999 or 2000 it was considered sort of a rap metal record and the band you know people joke that it should have been called a uh, lynch biscuit and, <laughs> and i love lynch biscuit by the way one of my favorite bands of all time um no but loving puns yeah. i thought that was pretty hilarious i'm a pun lover so like kind of yeah yeah be just because <laughs> it's funny yeah it's funny Lynch just yeah uh, the puns. And, and it's what we should have called the album, actually. Uh, that would have been the best. Really, you know, honestly. Yeah, and no, of course they should. I, I, but if they re-released it with that name, and 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 as my manager, you should, could probably make that happen. That's, that's when the uh, first thing that's going to happen. Talk to them. I will talk to yeah. the people. I'll I'll take care of it. But yeah, and, it, was heavy. Uh, it, was,
0: it, was, it was heavy. It just threw. I think you do a lot of stuff, though. I think it's what it comes down to is like, and I think. Going into the Lynch Mob thing, I think Lynch Mob came out, it was more of a rock thing. So, hearing it kind of do a lot of different things. And eventually, you started doing a lot of other projects that of different other sounds. So, it's almost like you didn't know what we're going to get from each one. Like with Lynch Mob, I kind of felt it was going to be more of a rock album. I think that's why more people were, were thrown. We're supposed to like your soul albums or a KXM. You know, you all have different sounds yeah. each time now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I I, I grew up thinking, came up thinking, well, you know, everybody's like me. <laughs> I like surprises, and I want my uh, heroes and my artists and, and bands to be adventurous and surprise me and challenge me and challenge themselves. As a musician, that's the way I thought, and I assume it most people thought that way. And, of course, I've come to the re- realization over the decades that that's absolutely untrue, that people are generally very conservative with their music, and they want their coke to be coke, and they don't want you to deviate from mm-hmm. Your brand. You know, yes. they want A D C to be ACDC and Van Halen to be Van Halen, Judas Priest to be Judas Priest. And and you know, I'm just not built that way, unfortunately. Um, I mean it's not good or bad, but it from a marketing standpoint, it is not good. Right.
0: <laughs> you know, to be well, all. Well, I think it just confused the brand of Link for- probably more than anything else because you do a lot of other soul stuff. Sorry to mean and you like, you do a lot of other different stuff now. I think That probably just confused a lot of lynch mob fans early on that you kind of did a lot more different stuff with that same same name brand, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, yeah, lynch mob's got a kind of a thing that, that we try to adhere to, um, most of the time, that's true. And then I have all these other projects I can do different things, but uh, any project that I do that deviates and veers from kind of my source thing that I'm most known for, uh, is always. Uh, less successful for instance uh, I think it was earlier this year or late last year we released this record called The Banishment and uh, um, it is very different and almost industrial in 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 some ways but maybe other qualities too I'm not even sure how to classify it but it's um, and it's heavy and it's guitar based rock music it's just not what people know know me for normally but it's something that i really love i love industrial music um and it was sort of my attempt at it. And, it and it came out like not really industrial but sort of like this other thing this other animal i didn't know how to define it um but it's a very interesting layered dense record with all kinds of surprising uh intricacies and interesting touches and and and, and just layers you know uh, like this tapestry this architecture that we spent 10 years building and and uh put it out and it sold the least amount of records of any release in my lifetime i don't think i heard of it i
0: mean i mean i like i like the ultraphonics record i like that one you know they did yeah Yeah, that's pretty yeah but but, i mean i'm saying i like when you do different stuff i just missed that album totally well,
1: go back to the I record, will now. Uh, the, go back to uh, uh, the record previous to Ultraphonics, which was the predecessor to that record, which same band is uh, Project Infidelica. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that record. Also, very, very poor sales, but a very interesting record. One of the, it, It's really funny. I, it, basically, all we did was we, t- we replaced Angela Moore with Corey Glover. But it's the same band and we decided to go a little more mainstream hard rock with uh, ultraphonics but really that 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 the core of that is project infidelica which was incredibly experimental for us uh, almost in the um, you know i don't even know what band you would equate it with um uh, but uh, you know what we did was we went into like this art this very tiny r and purist r&d studio uh, in downtown Los Angeles and, and you you play on their equipment so they have like these dead Rogers drum sets you all have to play at the same time and it goes to tape they go they, they record to tape and so you have to be rehearsed there's no overdubs there there are overdubs but very minimal overdubs like overdubs this is their rules song. or your rules their rules that we were happy to adhere to
0: because okay. we wanted to
1: do the record like that
0: yeah.
1: and um, it was a great live band we actually toured on that project. Uh, Angela Moore, i'm sorry is the world's greatest loving friend man and he's a fucking genius and i work with a lot of singers and this guy is a freaking genius i won't give him why why i come you know came up with that opinion of him but spending a lot of time with him and creating with him I and mean, i just just he's a monster and um why he's not uh you know super famous gigantic superstar is uh, sad you know beyond me but whatever uh but anyways it was a great experience and i loved that band and uh uh again sold nothing so uh and, and those the records that have sold the least are my are my favorite records that i've done which tells you something about me maybe i don't know well i think it's but more my of the off records are not as interesting i'm not challenging myself as much and they're just sort of I'm, I, I so I, I look at it sort of like i'm paying the rent you know I mean they're fun and I and I like doing them of course and and I get off on it but it's it's I'm not working as hard as I am when I'm doing like a uh, project infidelica or a uh, smoke this record or a banishment record those are I have to really or even KXM I have to really dig deep. And, and that was that you uh,
0: you don't remember what you do half the time and in, in a nice way like when you're jamming you got to have your uh, your guy helping record stuff. They'll be like, did you remember that? And you're like, what did I just play? Because, like, sometimes you're just oh. in a, a like, a, not in trance, but you're know saying, like, in a mode that you're just flowing, and you're not thinking.
1: Oh, oh absolutely. I, it's first thing I tell my engineers when I work with them, which is basically all I work with is one other person. I'll have an engineer pushing the buttons, recording, and and, uh, that's the first thing. And, and every project I do, we miss stuff cause I'll do something and they just weren't recording and I just can't remember what it was, but I'm just moving really fast. I mean, my brain's moving fast and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm playing stuff and I'm, I'm, I can't stop and think about it <laughs> cause I can't ever remember anything I played. And so that, that's the, that's the thing. My, my engineers learned very quickly that to always be recording, always be recording. And, um, and that's how we write, you know. And uh, that's how we write very fast and very efficiently, efficient with our time. I mean, um, I just finished uh, writing and recording uh, the second Durley Shirley record, which will not be called Durley Shirley, be a different name, because Dino won't be singing on it, but. Um, Is that because uh, of
0: all the weird legal stuff with him?
1: Yeah, 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 great, so we great, got a great, voice a great, great voice. Great, we got a great female singer, so. Oh, cool. Uh, It's actually Dino's favorite singer, and she's Dino's her favorite singer, so it's in the same world. But yeah, uh, she's yeah, she's really great. And um, uh, and I, (laughs) we were searching for titles for the for the name of the new project, and it was running. We've been running back and forth, you know, with the record company and band members, all these different titles, you know, and uh, and I just put a joke one in there. I put Dirty Bernie. And that's obviously a joke, you know, a playoff yeah. dirty shirt. I just got an email this morning from the president of the label in Italy that he loves that name. <laughs> I mean, you gotta fucking be kidding me.
0: Probably envisioning some kind of great visual, some cartoony, gra- you know, some kind of, I don't know.
1: No, that's, fucking, looking, ended, yeah. that's like Bernie's. There's some dead guy out there or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care what you say, right? They're not—they're not, not going to use it, but they—they,
0: I they, they, they did like. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But so you, when my yeah, you've done it before, though. So obviously with Ultrafonics you swap singers and it changed that dynamic. The changing the singers changed it. I mean, you did TNN changing most of the original band of Dockin, but you changed out the singing, obviously. So it's always going to be different for fans. Like they always kind of, the core is not always going to translate differently. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see. What this version does with not really Dirty Shirley anymore, it's the core of you guys with the new singer. Kind of a new band. You know what I'm saying? Uh,
1: um, well, that's a completely new band. There's actually no the only person from the original Dirty Shirley is me.
0: Oh, the, um, you, you, you said it like it's like doing another Dirty Shirley but with a new singer. So I felt like it was like well, I'm mean, do Dirty it, Shirley, but with all new members and a new, and a new name. <laughs>
1: It is a whole new project. Yeah. Okay. That's a right. whole new project. So, well, because it started out as it's, it's really the way, the reason, see, I'm looking at it business-wise because it's, it's an, it's a part of my contract. So I have right. a contract label to do so many of these records. Right. And so this is my second record I'm committed to doing. Right. Contract. Okay. To do. So to, for me, it's the contract is very true. So that's what I, right. that's how I categorize it in my mind. But yes, we didn't mm-hmm. use Will Hunt on drums. Um, Oh, he's good. Uh, yeah, Jordan Canada. I mean, yeah, Jordan, yeah, from uh uh Evanescence, yeah. But the new drummer we have is great. It's uh, Jordan canada Um he's in Slaughter right now, and I don't know who else he's played with. Young kids, very good. Uh he was in Lynch Mob for a while. He subbed for uh Jimmy. Um, and then we have Cassandra on vocals and um yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, and, and the writing is different, so it's, it's a whole different thing. So, again, I'm just really gonna confuse myself and other people by starting a whole brand new project, which is unfortunate, I think, in a way. But for hardcore fans that like new stuff and want to see me try new things, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Um, but I was just reading, I think, last night or this morning. Uh, a, a John Lennon interview or something, and he was talking about somebody, and they were having this another famous artist, and they were having this discussion about how many records they do, and he was, and and and, and the person told John Lennon, "Oh, we do like I do two or three albums a year," and he goes, "Well, that's way too many. You you know, you you just you know," and I thought about that, and and, and he says, "You know, you do one album every few years," and. and that's all people can absorb. That's all the market can absorb, and you're just really de- uh, diluting, you know, your 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 product. You know, you're just <laughs> taking the same thing and rehashing it, keep putting it out there, put different names on it, and I just, God, I hope I'm not doing that. I well, think I think I it's two am. different schools of I think,
0: well, well, I think financially or or image-wise, maybe on some level, but then again. It's not linear anymore. The market's changed so much. It's not like album sales and
1: things weigh a certain way, and Instagram's so different now. But also, yeah, it's easy for multi millionaire John Lennon to tell us that, right?
0: I was just reading somebody else's complaint about uh, John Lennon doing Imagine, singing that from his yeah, I, mansion. And, you
1: know, I, so that kind of upset a lot of people, too. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? You know, he could tell me that is when he starts paying my rent.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's like, you know, a lot of painters painted a ton of pictures, and then that later on, the value was up they didn't paint one painting every couple of years you create when you can create especially if it's coming oh, out of your
1: artist. maybe i'm the basquiat of guitar players maybe
0: you are or van gogh you know, who
1: he is, right now i mean uh, you know I, if, if a punk comes up to me on the street gives me 15 bucks i'll play a solo on his iphone for him you know because they find all these basquiat things you know that he that he did on cardboard and that were just laying in alleys and stuff you know when he was all drugged out and turning tricks and doing anything for, you know, um, $20, you know, he just paint on them. I don't know if that's true, but you know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, I mean the, the more you embellish it, the better the story gets us. Though. So
1: um, as your manager, I'm
0: <laughs> going to encourage you to keep it going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, well, but then the point is Yeah, Is, is there or, anybody any painting that's actually been successful during their time period? I don't even know at this point, I, I, you know, very few. So as a musician i think you should create as much as you can while you're while you have it in you
1: you know some musicians can't create at all you know yeah. i talk to people they're like there's all that posthumous adoration that happens you know the the, the day after you die but man i wish i just like to encourage people to just like um appreciate me right now while i'm still alive and, you know, and buy some of them records, and so I get the money now while I'm still alive, you know what I'm saying, it'd be pretty cool. I really appreciate that.
0: You have a lot of albums out there too, there's a lot, you
1: like consume all your albums a lot. It's like more than most people listen to, you do have a lot. Yeah, the yeah. new record's gonna call, be called Buy This Before I Die. Buy This Before
0: I Die This? Well, and actually, we should talk the I mean, the actually- new,
1: The new no, tour please. was going to be seeing Before They're Dead tour. It's gonna be the Docking Reunion, yeah. Oh. See before they're dead or uh, conversely we could call it beating the dead horse tour and we'll actually have a horse as you suggested when we talked earlier about this a horse kind of strapped up uh, in front of a curtain and the forest kept just had big sticks and were beating the shit out of it
0: yeah I don't remember really? that. it's just funny because I remember that it was just a while back in the conversation
1: I think you were drunk
0: oh well, that, 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 that was me but you, you got me to a tea on that one <laughs> I think that um that would be which a good one for most you. Most of the time. Most of the time. That's the problem with me. But that's but, when you have your good ideas. Well, when I get back from rehab, I'm really concerned about our whole dynamic, but um,
1: my sobriety yeah, you, might affect our relationship. So You'll live longer, but your ideas will suck. They've always sucked. It's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you actually, besides all this other writing, you didn't actually, I want to talk about another album you did, um, you, you, your second album, uh, Heavy Hitters, which I really dig too. It's fun because doing cover songs, can be awesome or be so totally lame, you know. You got to be able to do it fun, kind of honor it, but kind of put your own flavor onto it. And that's but that's my opinion. Everyone has their own views on how they want to cover song done. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoy the heavy hitters because I feel like it has each album. Actually, have different singers in each album, and they're both fantastic singers. Um, and you guys just do something fun with the albums. You honor them, but you don't make it exactly the same, you know.
1: Heavy it up a little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I guess something about, I think maybe as, uh, you know, maybe the way you hear it and want to put it out. I like the relationship that you and Jeff have as songwriters too as a team. You guys have always been very good songwriters together. So it's good to see you guys. Uh,
1: what do you, you think know? of the singer compared to on, on this Heavy Hitters record, Heavy Hitters 2, to the singer, singers on the first record? Um, the singer,
0: was it, this one, is he, he was the one who sings the Rolling Stones, right? Um, or is it vice versa?
1: Yeah. Right, he's the singer in the Rolling Stones. Yeah, well, backup singer. It's not Mick Jagger. He's paying, painful. He's nah, not, nah, yeah, not the yeah, singer. Yeah. The other singer. Make that Look, so, for, for, that. that it's unimportant I'm the manager. Station, I legal
0: for people. You know, you can go off on your artistic world as the manager. I make sure people are aware of the legal ramifications. You're not saying Mick Jagger is the singer of that band. Yes, the, well, I do like him. <laughs> i probably like him better as with the, with. The, I don't know. Not the other one's a good singer too, but I, I just think I really like his voice. Is
1: what it is. I think. In particular, it's great when a singer has a good voice. I like that too. It is so really it's important, the plus, it's a real plus. Uh, right. no, but but you know, I, I'm, I'm concerned now you said that about the record because we may have to pull the album and, and reprint the uh cover <laughs> because you know, it's just featuring the you know, the singer, the singer yeah. from the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if you pointed out, that might get us in hot water so. It could, it could.
0: You should keep with the original design that you have now. But I mean, as far as that goes, that relationship, you guys always have a lot of original songs to write. So, cover song thing to like a little, a little change.
1: Which is it just kind of a fun thing and it evolved. I'll tell you, Bernard Fowler is one of the. I mean, he's just phenomenal, fucking amazing singer. And to to be with him in a room, I mean, uh, he should be biggest. he's just ridiculous i mean and just so soulful and he's got all that blues all that soul all that r&b all that stuff it's it's right there um he's just uh, just just man i was just like an honor to be in a room with the guy and be sharing sharing studio with him and be able to share music writing with him and we've always wanted to work together and we talked about it for years and years and years and finally i was just like the light bulb went on i'm wait a minute Let's talk to bernard and he was down and and um man this just makes my uh you know get goosebumps just uh talking about it I well here in the work.
0: album i had to go back and look at listeners of the stuff i had to go i had to backtrack like i liked the first album i was always excited to get the second one but then when i heard it i heard him i'm like wow this singer stands out even more to me on the level that i gotta see what else this singer does as solo work to you know you know to, to, to back you know go down the rabbit
1: hole with them I mean- I don't listen to guitar music and I don't really care that much. I mean, I care about it, but you know, for me, what I really get enthusiastic about and what I love is, is singers. You know, I, 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 um, that's what I just, I naturally listen to all the time. And, and I, and I, uh, I think any other instrument other than drums is every instrument is emulating the human voice and drums. So we're just, beating on logs and singing and you know and i mean that's all everything is you know including my guitar playing my guitar playing but because i'm unschooled as far as uh theory or anything like that i i really i'm just my fingers are playing percussively i'm tapping out beats and different divisions of of kind of complex beats that are just flowing through my head you know and 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 with notes attached to them that are emulating a voice you know I mean, I'd, I'd rather listen to Etta James than fucking Yngwie. Well, that goes without saying. you know. <laughs> a couple yeah. people. Yeah.
0: But, you know, but I think the thing is, with that, it's just the voice is different. The voice can't last forever. You, you will sound like you, probably unless you get some crippling disease in your fingers longer than, say, other singers you've been in bands with that are controversial. Your voices are changing over the years. You know what I mean? Because physically... You're not, your fingers aren't going to change the same way a voice changes. So it's even more uh, special for a singer in their voice. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't last forever sometimes. Unless you're like Sammy Hagar <laughs> or someone or, or, you know,
1: such. Thomas was, was so beautiful about Beck, Jeff Beck, is a, a, to, to he was very good at uh, getting as close as, as you can imagine to emulating the human voice, I thought, with his guitar. Or if not emulating a human voice, more voice-like in his playing, you know. But he
0: never, you know, as popular as he was, he never got as big as you'd think he would be like big commercially. I mean, he was big, but not like guitarists and musicians really loved him. But he wasn't slamming on the charts towards the end. you know what I mean? And I love him. You know, but you know what I'm saying? He wasn't appreciated well, he was, it
1: happened. He, he was as big as he needed to be. I mean, he, you know, and that's the thing with, with this business. It's like, well, you know. You can look at yourself, I think, from two different perspectives. One is compare yourself to everybody else, and that's in any any field or endeavor, I imagine, um, and you'll never be satisfied. Or look at it in terms of, of what you do have and um, not what you don't have. And, and so, I mean, Jeff Beck did very well. I mean, he, you know, he led a very comfortable life, and he was able to do everything he wanted to do. So I think he was successful in that sense and create all the music you want to create
0: oh yeah i mean you know, know i'm saying <laughs> to me i think he's so awesome he should have been even bigger because he was because he was like a living legend at his level i'm saying uh, <sighs> you know to, 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 to that point you also did uh a guitar album so at this peso, so like through you released three albums this year alone you slow down i mean this album is probably you know like this is was. Lynch Mob album is probably one of the strongest ones you've had, in my mind. like that rock and metal sound. And this group, mm. you guys together sound great. The clips on, you know, I've seen the album. You guys are gelling well. I know this is your last tour, you say. But I mean, Lynch Mob has kind of already been like a school rock anyhow, where you've had a revolving cast to fit the needs of the albums and time and what's going on in your life. So it's really kind of just a moving piece anyhow to say it's the last tour. I mean, you changed the title of it. I know you want to keep going on touring, anyhow, right? For years on end, right?
1: No, I don't know. But I think that the was, question, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I see. I get what you're kind of getting around there, and that's basically, uh, you know, uh, you're well,
0: sounding your best. Well, you, know? you, you don't want to put yourself in a box now because you're sounding so good. You know.
1: Thank you. So, thank you slow you. down. Well, you know, the band was obviously in a state of flex for many years. And has been, has been, Lynch Mob has been a revolving door. And, uh, you know, in some ways, we've sort of been looking back over the years and decades and trying, in some greater or lesser extent, trying to capture some of that magic and lightning in a bottle that we achieved with the first record, Wicked Sensation. But I, I don't think we're doing that anymore. Um, with this lineup, with Jordan and Gabriel, Jimmy and myself, and we've been together now for a while and touring, you know, quite a bit. And feel very settled in and comfortable with ourselves personally and musically. And we go out and we're very consistent and we kick ass and we know we're good. And, you know, we have this thing, you know. So we're like, okay, we need to document this. And it felt like we needed to make a record. It's been a while since we made a Lynch Mob record, five years ago. So, and then after we made the record, we thought, well, you know, maybe this is the way we should go out you know, cause I'm, I'm going to be coming up on 70 and I'm like, ah. and Lynch Mob is not the biggest band in the world. So when we tour, it's, it's still rough, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not that rough, but it's not like, you know, Bon Jovi or something driving around in a jet or, right. <laughs> you know, staying at the Four Seasons, which I wouldn't want to stay at anyways, but you know what I'm saying? So it's tough, you know, the traveling is tough and this and that. And, um, and I just don't want to do that anymore. So, uh but I do love playing live. So uh, what we decided was like, well, let's, you know, let's give ourselves a long window, a year and a half, and let's support the Babylon record and tour the shit out of it and call it the final ride. 24, we're going to play into the very front of 25, our last show will be March yeah. of 25 at the Rock Cruise. And um that'll be it. And uh I feel good about that, you know, because it'll be 70, I don't really want to be out there doing it the hard way.
0: I respect that. I'm just saying as a fan, it feels like this album itself and the idea of, it feels like this lineup right here, you guys are having fun. There's no baggage. It feels like just like, just the gates are off and it just feels, I don't know, just different. This one, this album, this lineup with you. And it could just be me <laughs> hearing it. I could be wrong. So it just feels like it's a fun thing. And it was just, it was like, I, I want more of it.
1: You know, sometimes when you, when you, overthink things, uh, It's you. The, the listener can hear that, you know, and it sounds kind of stiff. And this record was very uninhibited because it was done that way. It was sort of conceived that way and sort of on the fly. And it was a result of us just jamming together and all the shows we do and a lot of ideas come up at Soundcheck or, you know, we do, we do actual jam things in our show where we just stop and I'll come up with a riff and we just play with it in front of the audience. The audience doesn't know what it is. We don't know what it is. And a lot of those things turned into songs you know so that's pretty much how it was made and uh i think you get that with the record you know it was just sort of we weren't like oh we have to we have to make this gigantic statement that's going to be the greatest and it's going to be the greatest rock record of all time we we're really trying to prove anything we were just channeling who we were and, and we were pretty relaxed during the process i mean we're you know we took our time with it and we you know paid attention to things and made sure it was right and overcame obstacles and problems and things like that like you have with every record but still um wasn't like okay we're going to write 100 songs and pick the best 20 and then get a producer and 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 redo this and redo that we just you know it was done relatively quickly and 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 uh, and uh, just we just captured a moment and it's yeah, really I who the band is we've been playing songs off the record since we wrote the songs so we were playing these songs live uh, for for quite a while now, um, and there hasn't even been a record out. And people were digging the songs, so I'm like, "Oh man, that's a good sign."
0: Is it harder with so many songs to to tour as Lynch Mob? And obviously, you always have docking songs in there too, because you know they're songs that you were part of writing. Also, or you wrote and could get into it to mix them together, yeah. and then have more to have more Lynch Mob songs in there. Like you want to put more Lynch Mob in but the people want, I and mean, because don't forget, I mean, everyone remembers their first band, no matter what you do, any, any artist ever does, it's always, they always remember their first band, like in high school, and that's, that's how they picture that artist forever, you know what I mean? So you've got that yeah. behind you forever. Oh, I did that. Of all no, bands have Doc, was a good band, so I mean, doc not like you're a crappy band, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember I going the- to see David Bowie, and uh, many, many years ago, and he did a tour, where he didn't play any of his old songs, and boy, was that a, I wasn't just bummed. I was pissed. I goes, this is not what I paid for. I don't want to hear any of this crap. I don't even know what these songs are. And I love David Bowie, but I hated it. It was absolutely horrible experience. Concert experience, (laughs) very frustrating. So I don't want to be that guy, you know, just be so self-indulgent and selfish with my music. You know, um, we're out there to serve our fans, you know, and, and serve the music and, um, you know I I mean, we do have we do have some self-indulgent moments like I said when we go we do an improvisational uh departure a lot of times live I love I love to do that personally. It's just kind of make something up on stage and see where it goes and sometimes it falls apart and sometimes it's cool and 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 but you know, I think that's pretty uh, a cool thing to do and uh very unique because you don't see that anymore in music. No, very few artists oh, do that. Ever. I mean, those jam bands, it's a whole genre now. But And I listen to those bands. You know, I'm freezing McGee and, 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 and Goose and Fish and... and, and uh, Zappa does it. He, he goes out on the limb every live show. Oh, good for him. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are people that do it. And obviously, jazz and other genres, they, they do it. But I'm not talking about extended solos. I'm talking about just making shit up on the spot and everybody's yeah. falling along. Very difficult for a singer to do, but I'm, easier for a band, you know, a drummer and a bass player in a three-piece situation. If they're all tuned in, they've been playing together a long time and they're listening to each other and sort of anticipate where they're going. And sometimes you do build up sort of a framework, you know, okay, there's going to be eight of those or 16 of those. And then there's a logical change coming up. You know, it's not anything complicated. You can sort of see where it's going and you jam over that, and whatever, see where it evolves to i mean hendrix did that you know um and that's what i grew up with and i love that i love doing that and i don't know if it's fair to do to the audience and if they appreciate it i don't really know but um
0: i mean at this point all the albums you've done and all the changes you've done i don't think it's it doesn't make a difference now i mean i think everyone's aware of who you are that you're going to kind of do what you're going to do you know what i mean it's not like this is your first album People know you by like, now. I do what I
1: want. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, you've kind of done everything you want at this point, you know. So just do it. I was just kind of curious because because there are docking songs, but you have a lot of really good lynch mob songs that were popular, and a lot of new good songs on this album too that would fit in just as well. So you've got a huge catalog to squeeze into a small amount of time. It's like something's got to sacrifice. It's got to be kind of a hard choice. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Um, well. Here's the thing, you know, we, this is a very interesting, this, you know, I used to be a rehearsal nut uh, all my life. I was, I mean, we would rehearse a hundred days for one show, you know I mean? Just rehearse, 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 over-rehearse. And I always thought that was very important to do. And then as we got into late the, these more recent years and um, just, it was out of practice. It wasn't a practical thing. You'd have, you know, have band members from all over the country, and uh, it was hard to get it together. It was expensive. And and uh, and that kind of scared me for a while. And then I found that, you know what? It didn't really matter. Because we have all this muscle memory. We're playing these songs. We've played a million times. Eh, you show up. Uh, you do a long sound check. That's your rehearsal. You go out and play the show. And uh, it's been fine. So this version of Lynch Mob has never rehearsed. Well, maybe that's why it seems more never like... Rehearsed more album. Never rehearsed for the album. Never rehearsed we never rehearsed for a tour. Um, but the downside of that is, is that yes, we are not able to dig deep into the catalog and, and do other, like even like maybe some variations on cover ideas that we all want to try or something, you know, we need to have a bigger reservoir set list for this upcoming year and a half, uh, final ride. So we are, we are going to go, uh, into deep rehearsals, um, I believe in January. Uh, So to get in front of this big tour schedule that we're going to have so that we can do exactly as you mentioned and and really pull, you know, uh, have a lot more options, you know, and and be able to pull stuff from from more recent Lynch mob records from, and also interestingly from some of my other projects. So just, um, I don't know. I, I mean, just talking off the top of my head, but maybe a, you know, a song off uh, uh, The End Machine or or KXM or Sacred Groove or uh, even my, you know, Exciter from before Docking. You know, I don't Love know. You. Interesting oh, yeah. deep, deep track or, or stuff that maybe did pretty well, but nothing think were big hits off more recent records. I don't know. But, um, you know, play something from uh, where there was a period where we were playing uh, uh, some of the bullet boys stuff. It was fun to play. Okay. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy was was bullet boys. Yeah. So we would do that just to kind of deepen the set, you know, and make it an interesting kind of little thing. So all that kind of stuff. So we're going to broaden our set options uh, for next year. So when people come see us, they're not going to come see the show that they Mm -hmm. saw last year.
0: Yeah. Well that that mean you do you do have a lot of good songs and that's, that's kind of my point. Like it seems like a shame to just do I love hearing a docket songs and hearing them sounds great, but you have a lot yeah. of other stuff. But the point is, you do have a lot of material. Dirty, and and, and...
1: Dirty Bernie song.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um but I, I wanna thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. that um, we could talk yeah. about some of this stuff. It's been good. All right.
1: I actually just have been getting some messages here from uh the the dirty Shirley people about the the, the band titles here, so I think this is going to be the day that we decide so if you get any ideas you want to chime in just go ahead and text me. you never know i just might all right yeah i want to thank you for being yeah, people check out the album
0: all three albums we talked about and then you know there's a lot we talked about actually check out the singer on heavy hitters too there's a lot out there dig deep and you know hopefully we'll see you on tour when you come around that'd be awesome
1: all right sean well thank you for spending the time and it was very enjoyable thank you very much take care bye-bye okay bye-bye.